0: Assalamu alaikum everybody, I'm Sam and this is day 19 in my Somali diary. If you guys haven't been following along so far then you should go back and watch the previous 18 entries into my Somali diary because this is a series that I do every single day, Monday to Friday, Every week, just kind of bringing you on the journey with me, learning the Somali language. Sometimes these videos are very short and I haven't had much time to study the Somali language in a particular day. And sometimes the videos are a bit longer and a bit more in detail because that's the nature of learning languages. And obviously I'm married and I have kids and, you know, and, and so sometimes... That's life, stuff gets in the way and you can't always be that consistent. But alhamdulillah, we've been able to put out something every single day for the past 18 days, and today is day 19. So what are we talking about today? So we're gonna get into actually a little bit more on case. You know, those of you who love a little bit of grammar, you're gonna enjoy this lesson. Because, you know, earlier in this week, or actually the end of last week as well, we started to talk about cases in Somali. For those of you who have learned Arabic or you've learned Latin or Greek, you'll kind of be, or even German as well, you'll be kind of familiar with case to some degree. So what are cases, right? Because we're going to learn about a new case today called the genitive. So what are cases? Let's maybe just run through that first before we get into too much nitty gritty. So cases are essentially where you have a word, and that word will look slightly different or be pronounced slightly different if it's, um, or sometimes it can even be a completely different word, right? The word will change to some degree, whether that degree be a lot or a little, depending on its its role in a sentence. So what I mean by that is like this: if we take the word I in English, right? If I am the subject of a sentence, I can say I am making a video. I'm the one doing the making. Right. So if I'm the one doing the verb, I say I. Right. I am recording. I am speaking. I am sitting. Right. But if a verb is being done to me, then I say me. Right. I say she is sitting or or, sorry, she is looking at me or she is talking to me or um, or he saw me. Right. I can't say he saw I. Right. Because it's not. The right case it's the main same i'm still me it's, it's still the, it's still that person right i'm still it's still the first person right but we use i when it's the subject we use me when it's the object of the sentence and then maybe i don't know Then probably the you know probably the the grammarians out there can argue with me if it's if myself is maybe another case but um you know or, or it might just be a different word really but but either way me and i are a nice example of that so in somali we've already encountered words being um, absolutive case, which in Somali the the grammar books kind of describe as being kind of the default case, right? Like a word is absolutive if there's no other reason for it to be anything else, right? And then we kind of unpack the reasons to be the other thing. So then the next one that we learned was the subject case. Guess what? That's what you use when it's the subject of a sentence and it has to be a sentence right? it has to be a complete sentence. You don't use it for little phrases and saying one-off words and things like that. It's if it's the subject of a sentence. So in this lesson, I want to talk about the genitive. OK, the genitive. So um, the genitive is, um, you know, so those of you who learn Arabic, it's the majrur, But it's important to kind of separate yourself a little bit from what you understand the genitive to be in Arabic, because sometimes you use the genitive for things in Arabic that kind of lead you down the wrong path a little bit for learning Somali. So the first thing I kind of want to introduce you to it is firstly, how do we use it? How do we create it? So the rule with the genitive is that you put a stress on the last vowel you know that we say that sometimes the grammar books say you put it on the last or the only but i think it's helpful to just say the last vowel because if there's only one vowel it's also the last right so so the stress will go on the last vowel so if you were to have a word like um let's take the word like um uh the word goody you know i've mentioned that a few times right goody means a house if it's in the genitive it'd be goody you know, you just stress the last vowel a little bit more. Or, um, you know, just take another example. Um, Kursi, you know, to be a chair. Kursi, I mean, you just make a bit more effort to make sure it's the E that you're stressing. Kursi. Okay, that's how you That's how you create the genitive, and that's all there is to it. But um, the next question should be, so how do we use it, and why do we use it? So one of the first instances that you probably encounter using the genitive in Somali is... Um, is for possession, right? And this is probably a place where a little bit of knowledge of Arabic might help you. You know, there's this, there's a thing in Arabic called an ildafa, called a possessive construction, and uh, with the ildafa. The kind of the second part of the Abhafa is genitive, right, in Arabic, just like it is in Somali, and um, Somali kind of shares that with Arabic, which is really interesting, like I'm, you know, I always get confused, I always get accused of, of always saying that things in Somali come from Arabic, but sometimes I just spot things that are quite deeply entrenched in grammar, that I think are just quite fascinating, really, like it's, it's not just like the odd loan word here and there, like, you would know, like, like like Spanish does from Arabic, it's more like there is like entrenched shared grammar, which is really fascinating. I, I don't know the reason. I'm not claiming to say whatever, right? I've heard some really silly things before. I've heard people say things like that. Somali is like a creole or a pigeon of Arabic. That's absurd. Like that's a that's a that's a ridiculous thing to say, right? They are they're pretty separate, right? They're pretty separate language families. You have to go quite a long way back until they have a common ancestor. So, anyways, okay. So, um, so let's look at some examples. I think it'd be a good idea for us to have a look at some examples of what I actually mean by this. If we just say something like the teacher's pen, right? Like really what really what we're really creating is the pen of the teacher. That's what we're really creating. And that that is really similar to what the Yadhafra is like. But if we say, yeah, if we, if we use that as an example, the teacher's pen, right? Or the pen of the teacher, quite literally. We'd have like, qalinka, maalinka. You know, usually when we say maallin, there's kind of a more of a stress earlier in the word. We have maallin, right? But in this case, we'll say maallin. So qalinka maallin. You know, that's, that's that's the pen of the teacher or the teacher's pen. There are some words where this stress being at the end of the word also has a little um, kind of suffix put on the end as well. There are some words that do that. So um, the word shimbir is a good example. Shimbir means a bird, but in the genitive it's shimbired. OK, so if we say something like af shimbired, it's like the, the mouth of a bird, which is a way of saying beak. Like so Somali has a habit of kind of doing that, you know, in, in English we have a lot of very kind of specific words for you know d- like different kinds of doctors is one right like in english we have a specific word for um you know the different kinds of doctors you know we, we actually say like a dentist and we say a doctor and we say you know all these different other kinds of doctors we have specific words for different kinds of doctors um a d- dermatologist i think is skin A uh, proptologist i think is like bowels and stuff and um, there's various words that we have in English that are specifically for doctors. But like in Somali, they have kind of a habit of just saying like teeth doctor, um, you know, eyes doctor, um, you know, d- just doctors of, of stuff, right? And in Somali, they, they you know, ra- rather than using the word for beak, there might be a word for beak, I just don't know it. And I've heard people say afshimbreed. So, um, yeah, you say like bird mouth, <laughs> right? You say bird mouth. Next example, which is really useful is ogel. Okay, anogil. So not most of us know, means milk. And a gil is a kind of camel. There are lots of different words for camel, including like aur, um, barqab. There's lots of very specific words for camel, for like whether the camel is old or young or different colors, or whether the camel has been pregnant for three months or six months or whatever <laughs> like there's very very specific terms for different camels in Somalia but a very kind of broad term the one that the most common that you'll hear most is the word gale so when we say an or gale is um yeah that, that's the way that we'll say that's the way we'll say milk of a camel or camel milk fourth and final example of using the genitive is um, with the word lot, you know, lot means a cow. I mean, I think it can be more general, like cattle, you know, because, you know, like we have certain, where well, there's different kinds of cows that you get, but I think in other countries they have almost a like different species of, of cow, but, but lot can be used for either of them. And in its genitive, it's art. right? So if you want to say um, c- uh, cow meat, Right, there's another example, right? Rather with like beak or bird mouth. In Somali, they have like cow meat rather than beef. We have a specific word for beef. So, um, so we have the word hilib, which is meat, and then loat. So hilib loat would be would be cow meat or beef. Or if we were to say cow, oh hide. That's a good one. I know the word for hide. So is harag, harag. I think the stress is on the first a. Harag lo'at would be like cow hide or hide of a cow, and those are just a few examples of how we would use the genitive in the Somali language. So just so far in this series, well, well really in the past few days actually, we've been through these first three cases in the Somali language. We've been through the absolutive, the subject, and the genitive. There are more to come. You know, I, I definitely know there's something called an optive, um, but that we'll, we'll get to that. We won't do it until I really understand it. Uh, but we will get to it at some point, inshallah. And there might even be more cases as well. But um, but that is it for this video. You'll have to be patient for a video on the octave, inshallah. So um, that's everything for this video. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to like and share it. And never forget to subscribe to the channel as well. And never forget to hit that little bell as well, actually. Sometimes when you subscribe, YouTube might not tell you the next time that I upload an amazing Somali language lesson so you need to hit that little bell as well so you make sure you get a notification as well and you can be kind of part of the one minute club of the people who turn up within the first minute of the video going live so it's always good to see you guys see who gets there first anyway have a really good week uh, tomorrow we have the last video of my Somali diary for this week that'll be day 20 so I'll see you guys then assalamualaikum